Did I say this comes with batteries or not? Oh, I don't know. <gasps> that was so close. Oh my god. You've had you've had really bad here. Okay. No, it didn't go anywhere else. No, but you still need like a napkin. Okay, see ya. Why am I having such bad luck with that? I didn't like turn it fast or anything. I turned it at a normal rate. <laughs> How's your day been? Um, you know, I got to spend it with this cool, <laughs> cool chick. I was gonna say cool crew, but yeah, <laughs> it was cool a whole chick. crew. Yeah, yeah, we got to spend some time at the wonderful beach of Malibu, it and was... we're not gonna tell you exactly where because then you might go there and it won't be secret anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, was, it awesome. was great. You know the awesome. hot spots. We're trying to. We, yeah, I feel like since we moved away and moved back, our appreciation of the beach has increased increased exponentially so now we're just like let's go find all the new places and everything's always with about about an hour 45 minutes to an hour so it's like why not try different ones and yeah we discover some fun ones and then once you're there you're there you know yeah. you can just settle in yeah this has been one of my favorite weekends in months well, why and else is it a, a favorite weekend for you well it's been my birthday no Woo-hoo! big deal it's been my birthday oh yes um it's my jesus year Yes. I'm 33. You're living your best life. I am. This is the year. I haven't saved humanity yet. Yeah. But I have like now. 364 days to do 364 that. 364 <laughs> days to do that. That's exactly it. Yeah, I'm on my way. But it's been such a good weekend. Last night, everybody came over and we had a game night, kind of like a low-key impromptu game night with lots of heads up and rule breaking you know what? Yeah, I did not break any rules. Yeah, Let oh, me go oh, back she to this. She 100% broke a rule. <laughs> no. And heads up, she's trying to describe Giselle. Uh, how do you say your last name? Bun- whatever. Bunchen. Whatever. Bunchen, the, mo- yeah. the model. And Tiffany thinks she can say Gazelle as, like, as a clue. I know. No. So what it was. No. Okay. We were describing. <laughs> it was animals was oh, the, the thing. Oh, sorry. The other, so way around, other way around. So I was trying to get whoever had the thing, the uh, phone, I was trying to get the person to say gazelle and they call Giselle the gazelle. But but Giselle is like saying gazelle only fancier. (laughs) But I didn't say sounds like or anything. I said Giselle, Giselle, Giselle the blank. Giselle, Giselle, Giselle. And she got it. Well, Brittany was not having it, guys. I'm really going to need you to weigh in on who's right and who's wrong. And I'm going to go ahead and just call it. I'm definitely right. <laughs> you're definitely wrong. It's, here's the thing. is It's probably not a hard wrong, but I feel like you're definitely playing with the rule. I can't help that her name is so similar to the animal. It's like you're saying the word, though, because like Giselle and Gazelle. They're, they're not the same. They're spelled totally differently. It doesn't matter. And they're it's not the same word. Other, it's than, other than saying J and G, you're saying the same word. It's not the same word. <laughs> It's not it's it's a slant rhyme at best. And it sure. didn't say rhymes with or or sounds like. I'm just saying it worked by the way and we instantly got gazelle. Well, of course it worked. You basically gave her the word. <laughs> and we in the end did we win in the end? I, did we, we had stop? To do a tiebreaker. 
I don't know. I don't know either. But it was so much fun. We had the best time. We were sponsored by Pizza Hut. And by that, I mean we had a lot of Pizza Hut. Yeah, it was great. It was so wonderful. Lots of champagne. Yes. And I just felt, you know what it felt like was just having everybody over. It felt like a little kid's birthday party in a way. Yeah. Notwithstanding the shots in the kitchen. (laughs) But other than that, it felt like being in fourth grade and having Pizza Hut and friends and a you know birthday cake and it was it I feel made like, me so I feel happy like we should cheers let's do a little cheers to tiffany cheers woo to my birthday and jesus yes and corona <laughs> and corona <laughs> but it was good and then today was just so lovely spending the day with you guys again more friends and yeah just hanging out and um celebrating getting older yes I, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, too, where we keep being like, oh, we're not that old. We're old, but we're not that old. And it depends on who you ask. I remember being 20 and thinking, like, Curtis is 35. And I remember thinking by 35, it's like, you've got your shit together. Yeah. Which, like, I guess to a degree, we're like, sure. Not really. I mean, I think on, on the one hand, in your mind, I think you just permanently feel like 20-something. Mm-hmm. Our uh, our bodies are not always twenty something. I know it's so unfortunate. I know it is unfortunate. Someone tried to flatter me the other day, and they were like, "What is this? Your twenty sixth birthday?" Like, you're like, "Yes, you're my friend. <laughs> you're my friend." No, it's only yeah, seven years ago. Who? Twenty six was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. When you start putting it like that, age is so obviously relative. Like what you were just saying, that thirty five used to seem. So adult, but then, you know, to somebody else, 35 is a baby still. But on that note, that's what we're talking about today. Yes. Aging, getting older, and why the hell we are so afraid of it. Yeah. You know, I think across the board, we we are – I think it is universal. I think it is men and women. I think – and I think it is. In my, I think it. I think it is too. But I think it presents differently. I totally agree. And in how it like manifests itself for us, I think it's much more outward uh, facing for women. I think you know. Yeah, like, just the pressures of literally what you look like. Yep. You know, like yeah. at the end of the day, yes, men and women are all aging, and like biologically. Our bodies are deteriorating. We are all getting old. We are all going to die. Yeah. But the expectations for how we're supposed to handle it, I feel like are very different. If I might say extremely different just in terms of taking care of the physical appearance, specifically on your face, like just specifically on, on your face, face. <laughs> on your face. Yeah. Are you afraid of getting older? I would say mostly no, actually. I, I, I think yes, in the sense of I already see things on my face where I'm like, oh, if, if I could just lift my cheeks a little bit, like, this is what it used to look like. I think no in the practical sense. Like, I feel like I've accepted that we all are going to die. I mean, it's a little bit weird to think that that's not scary. But um, yes, in the sense that I want to stay as attractive as possible for as long as possible. And that's just like, I think, how society's taught us to feel. Yeah. I don't know. I still feel pretty young, so maybe it's easy to say that I'm not that afraid of it. So for you, though, like what you're describing sounds more like it's about a mortality thing, though, versus anything else, because I don't know that I'm – it's a whole different conversation, but I don't know that I'm afraid to die so much as I'm afraid to, like, just not be awesome anymore while I'm alive. Well, yes. So I was going to say my yes, being afraid of aging, I would definitely be afraid of aging in the sense of, like, if it – 
entails losing my mind, like literally being able to, mm-hmm. n- I don't know, not function as a human being. Yeah. Like Dementia, I've told Curtis, Alzheimer's. Oh, yes. Those sure. kinds of things, that scares me. So like the actual getting wrinkles and going gray, I don't really think that scares me. It's more just, I think, taking care of yourself and knowing that that's just the nature of the beast as humans, like it's going to happen, but losing my mind for sure. Right. Like, or I guess, I don't know if there's a better way to put that. Um, I, I like it that way. Yeah. Losing like, my lo- mind. Well, I mean, I've joked with Curtis where I'm like, if it, at some point in our, like later in age, mm-hmm. if it gets to that point where like, I cannot function, like, please, if euthanasia or something like that is a thing. Right. If it becomes, wow. Like if it becomes socially acceptable. And there are countries where like the right to die and all those kinds of things is common. But you literally would just want to I just feel like I would want my children and friends and husband to remember me, my last moments with them to be something that like isn't the sad. There's I've heard so many people say things like – she's not herself anymore like you can just see where at some point basically that person that you were died right and then they say things like they've been gone for a long time yeah they've been gone for a long time and i just think like why then stick around it's just it just would be purely for everybody else which is fine like part of me is okay with that but i just i would want I don't know. I just don't really like that idea. Yeah, that's so interesting. I um, saw an article the other day, and I just saw this in passing. It's just reoccurring to me now. But it said that cognitive um, decline begins around the age of 45. Really? Yeah. Just and it's like not the that speed it becomes – speed or what mm-hmm. you process or something All like of that. that. Memory, the speed at which you process, you know, yeah. recall, all these different things start to decline at 45. And I was like, on one hand – that doesn't seem so bad if the life expectancy is like 90 years. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, does that mean that 45 is the point at which you're over the hill? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I guess you, it depends on what you're defining as over the hill. I but know, but like 45 seems so young. That seems so, so if you're young. defining it as anything, yeah, it seems so young. That does seem very young. But I wonder, and you know what I – again, I saw that as like a headline in an article or something, or maybe it was like the little blurb that's right under the headline. And I don't know if that was applying – maybe that meant humans in general, but if it applied to men and women because, you know, they talk about like mom brain brain yeah. and things like that when you have kids and like you don't have the same recall and lots mm-hmm. of times like things are on the tip of your tongue and things like that. So I wonder if it's earlier for women if maybe. you're – If you've had kids. A different article. Again, it seems as though I would be looking up these articles as research for this topic. <laughs> Absolutely didn't. But apparently I'm getting targeted a lot in my like mm. newsletters and they know um, what you ads and-, and things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And it's all anti-aging and things like that, you know, very into skincare. Um, not that my skin can show cares. that. <laughs> yeah, not that my skin cares. But um, I'm very into it regardless. And this article said that um, the physical like skin signs of aging begin at 25, around 25. Yeah, I could believe that because yeah. I think even though we look at ourselves, obviously in the mirror every single day, there's things that I'm noticing that you notice now. And I'm like, okay, for if I'm noticing it now, how long ago did this actually start? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it – typically does takes a long time to show up like if i'm like all of a sudden i'm like oh i didn't realize i had a wrinkle on my neck yeah and then it's like oh well that didn't just appear overnight some things i will say i have certain things that do appear overnight oh really yes because i saw the dermatologist and the dermatologist (laughs) told me i have a genetic slash hereditary um condition skin Mm -hmm. thing called seborrheic keratosis Mm mm-hmm 
And so like I'll wake up and and I thought it was sun damage. It's yeah. not sun damage. Um, it looks like a little dark spot on my skin. And it's not though. It's a little – it's almost like a, a flat – Almost like a freckle meets a mole. Okay. <laughs> and it's benign and it's not anything, but yeah. it's hereditary. And I woke up one morning in January and I have a new one right beside my eye. It just was there. Just was there. So it was wow. overnight. And that's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> that's really upsetting. Yeah. I'm like, this was not a gradual No, totally. Whatever. It's yeah. cool, fresh <laughs> beauty mark. It's not even, it's like an age spot. And yeah. I'm 30, I almost said 32. I'm 33. Hey, thir- 33 is great. <laughs> Join the club. It's I know. Jesus's year, remember? It's the Jesus year. Um, Wait, so then are you, uh, how do you feel about it? Are you afraid of aging? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes and no again. Yes. But um, as a whole, I would say I, I err more to the side of yes. Yeah, but I, why? Multiple reasons. One, I'm a very nostalgic person, which we talk about a lot. So every time I get older, it's like I'm further away from these memories I love so much. Oh, interesting. Um, I have never thought about it in that way. Yeah. You're sad. It makes you sad because you're further away from those specific memories. Yes. But you still have the memories. I know, but I I struggle with – time <laughs> but I struggle with like this is just for sake of this conversation but I you know it's been a, m- a little over a month since I lost Gilligan mm-hmm. and I'm like every single day I'm like you know I um, had him you know 40 days ago he was here yeah and things like that and I'm like oh now it's 41 now it's 42 and I'm just like obviously have the memories but I have weird things like that, that. makes sense I, yeah I've that, never thought about things like yeah. in that way I hold on to points in time yeah in like an emotional way. I hold yeah. on to them. Um, so, but yes, I I do I do struggle with aging. And there's been a couple of different times in my life when it really kind of caught up with me that I was bothered by it. I would say the first time I felt old, quote unquote, which is absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it was my 24th birthday. 24? Yes, 24. What, what made you feel old? Um, I realized I was in my mid-20s and not my early 20s. Wow. That's exactly yeah. what it was. I was like, okay, oh, 24 to 26 is mid-20s. Um, so I remember feeling it that year. I had no problem turning 25. And by then, I don't know why I didn't really feel it earlier because I got my first gray hair when I was 20. 20? Mm-hmm. Wow. I found my first gray hair on June 1st, 2007. This doesn't surprise me that you <laughs> know the date. I feel like this is – yeah, you're going to – some of the nostalgia stuff's going to come up a lot because I feel like you'll be able to list off dates like you just did. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't tell you when I found my first gray hair. Yeah. I don't. You don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a significant memory of it at right. all. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, do you even know what age you were? No. But I, I mean, if I had to guess, I was probably late 20s. Okay. Good yeah. for you. But I don't. I mean, maybe I. I feel like it's also something I wasn't looking for. I mean, I have dark hair, but. Yeah. I wasn't looking for mine either. One of my coworkers found it. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) She found it. And I was like, are you messing with me? I ran in the bathroom at the, I was working at a law firm. I ran in the bathroom and turned on the light. And I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. And I yanked it out and I haven't stopped yanking them ever since. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good like pull out the gray session. I remember for your 25th birthday, we went to that hotel. Yes. um, And the lighting in that bathroom was so bright and my hair was brown then. And I spent so long in that bathroom in that hotel, <laughs> your 25th birthday weekend, pulling out my own gray hair. <laughs> it was successful. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So 24 was the first time, though, that I really felt my age. Have you had one of those birthdays yet? 
Um, I don't know that I have felt like that there's been a birthday. I feel like there's been a few moments where it's more um like there's I'm I'm the person that's wanted to try a million different things with my life career wise. And one of them I remember, you know, I like I've grown up as a um, musical and as a musician and I remember hitting a point of like, oh, I'm no longer the age in which, you know, I'm trying to think of what the example was. It was like I was dabbling with the idea of going on auditions and things and seeing say, like, like American Idol were they all younger yeah than you? and seeing things yeah seeing like oh you have to be this age to this age and realizing I've passed that so I think I think there's been little moments like that throughout mm-hmm. maybe even the last three or four years where you're just kind of like oh wow I'm officially in the age of like not considered sort of hip and young anymore like in LA like for sure still young yeah but it's been, yeah, it's been moments like that. It's like aging out from opportunity. That's the best phrase to use from what I just took two minutes to describe. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, as you're describing it, I'm like, that's what it sounds that's like That's what describing. it's been for me, yeah. for sure. It's it's just these moments. And then the older my kids get, for sure, then that's its own thing of just going, you know. I think they actually bring out a little bit of my nostalgia, like the little bit that I do have, and and just going like, oh, you're at this age, and you remember being that age. Is yeah, that how you're I remember. At it? Yeah. Yes, I remember being that age, like having strong memories at because they're good. I mean, they're nine and almost seven, and I feel like I have so many members memories from eight and nine. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of things like that, and realizing. When I was eight or nine, I can remember my mom very clearly mm-hmm. and thinking she was old. Mm-hmm. And now thinking like, oh, Nadia probably looks at me and thinks that and I feel so young. Right. But, That's so interesting. I always yeah. thought the same thing. When I was a kid, I always um, viewed my parents as old. Sorry, guys. Um, but a part of that too was all of my friends' parents were so much younger. I was the youngest of four. Mm-hmm. My parents had me when they were 36. So even like my earliest memories, by the time I'm like four or five, they're in their 40s. Yeah. Which isn't old, but age is also an attitude. Mm-hmm. And they always – people thought they were my grandparents. Okay. Other kids and things. For one, because they were older than a lot of their parents. Their parents would be in their 20s and early 30s and things like that. That was – part of it for me. I always thought they seemed so much older and I always had a fear of like when when and if I have kids that there was a th- huge thing in my head for years that like I will have kids before I'm 36. I because will have kids because of that. Yeah. And now it's like, oh my God, 36 feels young, but then your body's doing all kinds of stuff and you don't know what's well, going that's on in three there. Years but away. That's three years away from me now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like getting anxiety over here. So you need to be getting <laughs> pregnant in about two years and or less. a month. Yeah, exactly. Two years and a month. Okay. So get on that, Tiffany. Wow. <laughs> that makes me feel anxiety and stress. <laughs> um, where's the Prozac? Um, but yeah, so my parents never had in my lifetime, that like youthfulness. They may have had it with the three older ones. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I don't think so either. They just always were very adult. Yes. And that's my biggest nightmare is being very adult. (laughs) I know, but I'm convinced that like we all, I don't know, that we all feel the same way like forever. Forever. Because I I also remember having a conversation with my mom when I was about 25 And I don't know why we were talking about this, but she was – she made some comment that said, you know, I still feel 
even though I'm 50 something at the time, I still feel like I'm your age uh-huh. in my mind. Like things, yeah. you know, my body moves slower or things don't come to me quite as quickly, but overall I still feel like that same person inside. And yep. so that part I had the same conversation with my mom when I was a kid. I asked her that. Yeah. I I was like, have you always felt like you? Yeah. Or like, do you go through a stage in life and now you feel like a different you? Yeah. And she's like, no, I've always felt like the same me. Yeah. But I think that's like after becoming a mom, I think I thought, oh, now there'll be like Britney before being a mom. Mm -hmm. And now there's going to be a new Britney after giving birth to a kid. And for me, this may be different for different people, but I – I'm like, I'm just the same person with just a lot more responsibility. Right. But I still feel like the same. Yeah. I don't know. Can, like, do you feel, do you have this feeling of like, they they let me have kids? Oh, yeah. I still feel <laughs> that way. I'm like, we're still figuring it out and they're nine years old, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was just like, nobody's, I remember going down to put Nadia in the car seat in the car and I just thought there'd be like a nurse or two that's gonna come in, like make sure everybody's everything. Oh, safe. I remember you saying and that. And just yeah. like there was like, nope, bye. And they I was just like, let you go home they just with let a me child leave with a kid. And I was like, okay. Um, what are they thinking? I know. Yeah, it's weird. I think that's how I'll feel one day. Yeah. So that part is those those moments make you feel old. I also think they make you feel young too, though, because it's like I feel like I'm supposed to feel old and I don't. Yeah, that's a good point. I, that it, yes, yes to that. I feel like I'm supposed to feel old and I don't. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that though too is the second time that I felt old, <laughs> um, <laughs> like the the second wave of the age train was um, when I was 28 and was going through a divorce and. Um, then all of these expectations I had for my life and like the next things that were going to happen and probably relatively soon were no longer going to happen. And then it was like my whole life became a clock mm. is how I felt. Like Counting down or counting from? Counting counting down. Well, also not that – yes, counting down, but also what I mean is like potentially like the things in just – being specific, like having kids. Yeah. Um, I was never in any rush to have kids. Neither of us were um, in my former marriage. We weren't in any rush to have kids, but we always kind of just figured like once we hit 30, around yeah. 30, like then we would probably just start having kids then. And the fact that uh, we got to 28 and then got divorced and then I wasn't going to be having kids with him anymore at 30, I felt so much pressure to like if I want to have kids, now I have to find someone new, fall in love, have want the same things, you know, be financially stable and all these things and then have a kid. And it just felt like such a reset of mm. like starting over. I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting over at 28, which is so – I know. It's it's so young it sounds really. Now. But it's – Yeah. Like we five had years later. Married for but I was married for eight, eight years, years at that yeah. point. Exactly. So like it sounds funny now, but even now I feel that pressure. Like I'm in a relationship or whatever, but I still feel that same pressure that I kind of did at 28. Yeah. That like But you feel if like I'm you didn't this, feel that way. I didn't feel that way until divorced. I got divorced. Okay. Like I remember um <laughs> the day he sat down next to me and said, I want a divorce. And in that moment, like my past didn't flash before my eyes. My future did. And I just felt very like, I'm 28 years old. I'm coming into a society where like I'm going to have to date in a world where 
it didn't look like this when I was young and mm-hmm. people were dating, like with Tinder and like the yeah. online scene and all this kind of stuff. And in a um, massive city, it's like, yeah, you have all these options, but also it felt like so much pressure. Yeah. I came out here with someone and I was like, you're gonna, like, I got to go out there and find someone. Yeah. Like, just well, a lot. It, it made how, me feel really old. How did aging, like, did that mm. play any role with the dating? Totally. I don't know, going in, out into the world and dating. Yeah, then. I mean, well, for starters, you have to get on those stupid apps and, like, set parameters. Like, I would date somebody one year younger than me up to how much older than oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have to look at what things did like you, that. Will you share what, what you put your parameters? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So I would have, at that point, when I started dating, I would have been 29. And I think that I put 28. To like, what? I think 38 probably is what okay. I did. Like, 28 like, to 38. Were, were, did you put it up to, like, 50? No. <laughs> God, no. I did not. But the thing about it is men out there, if you want a little insight on men in the dating world, bros are putting 18 plus is what they're doing. Ooh. All of them. <laughs> and knowing that you're- plus? Girl. Some of them do 21 plus, but a plenty of them. And I don't want y'all writing in and telling us about how I'm a dude and I don't do that. Well, guess what? The one For everyone that doesn't do that, there's five that do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do. And- Knowing that you're in that pool with 18-year-olds, 18, 21-year-olds, whatever, even 24-year-olds when you're 29, you don't start physically, your face doesn't start aging until you're 25. So all these porcelain dolls, it just felt like I felt like an old maid. Yeah. I felt like an old maid. Even though you're so not. So not. It's just the perspective. It's totally the perspective. And also men though too, even though you're absolutely not – depending on what they're looking for. If they're just looking to have a good time, they want to lo- they want to have a good time with a porcelain doll. Yeah. Not with somebody who has brand new saboric keratosis when they wake up in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or at least that's how I felt. Yeah. Well, um, the standards of in terms of aging and how we're supposed to do that are very different for men than So women. different. It's – and this is a conversation that's the tale as old as time, but it is so unfair. Yes. It's painfully unfair. It angers me. Yeah. Makes me wish I was a lesbian. <laughs> I'm so not. What a le- – I would have been what a really you, good But what one. do you mean by that? Just because like you – because women are going to take better care of their skin? <laughs> Boom. That was my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean that like as men get older, we tend to think they become even more handsome. Like, Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. Right. I'm like, oh, with your – your gray silver fox hair and right? whiskers and, you know. Exactly. And here we are trying to, like, dye it all and they're, you know, accepting yeah. it. How many men do you know who dye their hair? Very few. Very few. Unless yeah. they're, like, doing something funky on purpose. Yeah. But – and that and it, part of that is they don't have the same – there's not the same standard. Yeah. For them. No. It's infuriating. Do you think it's uniquely Western <laughs> – just the concept of the men versus women thing? Yeah. And just how the appearance, like a man's appearance doesn't have the same standard over time that women do that we're expected to always look youthful and young and, you know, I don't peppy. know. I feel like. Like, was that a thing? Do you remember that being a thing in South Africa? Oh, yes. That's what I was going to okay, say. I don't same. think it's a Western. I'm, I would say it's probably, you know, a sort of developed civilization thing. But even, even thinking about sort of the African tribes that we would learn about. In South Africa, because where I grew up was obviously very normal. Like, I lived in, like, a normal town and, you know, not in a hut or something like that. (laughs) Um, But in the 
African countries that were still very primitive or, or areas of Africa that were very primitive, I still feel like there's this presentation of women and, you know, how they use jewelry and, like, how they mm. present their bodies. It may look a little bit different than how – what our expecta- expectations are, but it still seems to be just this – Thing. I don't know. Well, wh- what do you think? Where is the line between like self care and trying to remain indefinitely youthful? Well, do you feel like you do self care? You do the things to your skin for you or for other people? For both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that line is because I want to feel good. And I do think that th- so that's something that society has gotten so much better about, even over the last five to 10 years, is like, it being okay to just like love you. I mean, I'm sure we all want to think that it's always been that way. And there's probably been, there's eras where it's been more like that than others. But um, I mean, I think there's even, there was a big conversation Curtis and I had not long ago about makeup and like Nadia's kind of getting into makeup a little mm-hmm. bit and, and him trying to understand it. Like he's kind of struggling a bit with the, not wanting her to feel pressured to put stuff on. And I was like, I totally get that. But also, I enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so I feel like if the language is, well, I do it because I like to do it. But I, but yeah. his point would be, but also it's the ex, it's what's expected as well. And so like you kind of learn to enjoy it. Cause like also be when I met That's you. That's so interesting. I didn't wear like probably half of what I wear now. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, I know you remember. I was about to say, do you remember? But I know you do. When we oh. went to. <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell this story at some point. You should tell this story. No, I feel like you Okay, you so tell the story. We were in this cute little phase where Brittany and I and um, our dear friend Kelsey were uh, working out together, like not hard. <laughs> we would go. I had this great gym in my building. We would go to the gym together and we probably did it three or four times, but we would go to the gym, whatever, and then come back to my apartment and we got into a conversation like women do about makeup and self-care and all these different things. And it was about the time, which I had been doing this for a long time, but it was about the time that the eyebrow um, game really stepped up and people were filling in their eyebrows and it was right before the Instagram brow became a thing and thank God that's dying off. But um, filling in your eyebrows was becoming such a thing and I've been doing it for years but Brittany had never filled in her eyebrows. Never. Ever. And we had just worked out, so we had nothing on, no yeah, makeup no or makeup anything. On. So, yeah. you know, it's it, we just were blank palettes. And we're talking about it, and I remember you being like, you fill in your eyebrows? And I was like, yeah, and you, you couldn't tell. You thought it looked yeah, very natural Yeah, I was like, me. you're like, you don't? Know. Well, you yeah. probably knew I didn't because I never did. No, I mean, I don't think I thought one way or the other, but I was just like, you know, we were working out. Why would you have your eyebrows done? But, you know, yeah, you don't, whatever. So it's like, let me fill in your eyebrows for you. Like, you've yeah. never done this. I'll do it for you. Let's just do it really quick. And again, you don't have like anything else on your skin. So I fill in Brittany's eyebrows just lightly. <laughs> she walks over to the mirror and you looked into it, and you burst into tears. Oh, I, I feel like my memory's not burst. Mine was like a, it, I welled up, and then I was embarrassed that it oh. caused me to cry. <laughs> but it, it, but it also came out of nowhere. It was, it I was know. so. I feel like we need to do a whole makeup episode because we do. this was like. But it, it's such a good example and s- such a crazy memory of of ha- I had this feeling of oh. To, to Tiffany, this looks like – I mean, yes, I didn't have any other makeup on. Yeah. But, like, this would look good on me. Yeah. And me looking in the mirror and going, like, 
what the hell do I look like? Like I can't, I couldn't. I, I was you just didn't like, recognize yourself. No, I was just like, it was so shocking. Yeah. And then I had this moment of going, of also get feeling super insecure of going like, oh, this is what I'm always supposed to look like. And I don't. Or like, yeah. is everybody always thinking that I'm supposed to, like, what? I, I don't know. And so I think many that's thoughts. the reason that what you said about Curtis reminded me of that story is because I think that's what he is wanting to avoid with his yeah, nine-year-old daughter totally, yeah. is that kind of feeling. And I think that is something to avoid. But it looked great. Yeah. And Sorry, I made back, you cry. No, it was just this. It was just so funny <laughs> because we were, it was like a fun thing. And then I walked in and I was like, it just was so shocking. Yeah. Like, I'm sure to looking back, it's like, why the hell would she have this? reaction, reaction. Mm-hmm. and it and i couldn't explain explain it, it but was i think just you just like, did though yeah. now you're able yes. to look back and go oh it, it was i supposed to have done this and looked this yeah. way or something and yeah oh was this the expectation yeah yeah definitely I get that. and just kind of going i mean i wore such like so little makeup then and i don't feel like i wear tons now but i I feel like also that started a conversation where I like kind of got to learn how to use makeup and the fun part of makeup mm-hmm. and was like being around you and seeing the different things you used and like how to use it. Because a lot of the re- part of the reason why I never wore makeup for a long time or very little was I just had no idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah, what do I do? And with so it was this just thing? like, oh, well, okay, you have this palette. Okay, I'm gonna go exactly by that exact palette. Now tell yeah. me what to do with it. You know? Yeah, and I was always innately into it as a kid too. Like some girls may or may not be, but I always was. I always enjoyed like the lipstick. And I remember like in the late 90s, like the um, dark lip liner with like the light colored fill in, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my mom would like let me play with makeup and stuff, but she wouldn't let me go out of the house having played with it. Mm-hmm. So then I became a little bit like nervous about doing it even in front of them. Okay. So I remember going into the bathroom, nine years old in Key West, 10, 9, 10, and I would like Phil, I would do my lip liner so thick on my lips with the light stuff in the middle and I would just like hang out in the bathroom for as long as I could before somebody had to come in there and just, just enjoy. Yes, yeah, just to wear make like enjoy myself in the that's mirror. That's amazing. Isn't but that that's kind of like what it but I feel like that's a great example of how you were just enjoying it for you. Totally. And for nobody else. Totally. I'd wipe yeah. that right off before yeah. I left the bathroom. <laughs> like I'd scrub it off. Um, but yeah, that's always been a part of something I've loved to do. And it's not even, it's interesting. It's not so much about the youthfulness. I don't think with the makeup part for me, but the skincare stuff is me. It absolutely is me trying not to age any faster, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that in a sense. So the thing about it is we are filled. There are pollutants in the air Mm -hmm. and there are these things that damage your skin. So I just wonder, I guess what I'm asking is, does it matter why you're doing these things at all? Mm. Does the motivation behind skincare and all these things matter? Like if it's for us trying not to age, is there any type of like ethical response to that? I mean, I I do think the why matters. For me, I think it does because I think if I'm feeling like, like for example, we've, are you you comfortable talking about Botox? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like... I think that through. Go, you should leave that <laughs> Yes. Well, I was going to say, so, like, thinking of something like Botox. Like, I... And again, this is probably a whole other episode as well, but I've gotten it done a couple times, and I remember thinking, like, this is a really big deal. I remember when I decided to get Botox for the first time, I had to really question my motivation for why I was doing it, because mm-hmm. I do think, even watching shows like The Bachelor right now, if you watch that, if you look at a Bachelor show from five years ago, even, yeah, everybody looks way older 
than what they do now because everybody's getting Botox and fillers and all these things. So yeah, I feel like there is this pressure. On the one hand, it's pressure. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, hey, if I can feel better or look better for myself, and I would say for Curtis, Mm -hmm. although he would never tell me to get Botox or any of that. He's just like, you do what you want to do. I don't really think you need to do that. Then I think there, yeah, I would have to question the motivation a little bit of like, if if it really doesn't matter, then why do I feel the need to do these things to my body? But does it not matter? Does the motivation not matter? No, like it, when you say like, does it not matter? Like getting older, aging, having the appearance of aging. Like do you? Do I feel like I should make the effort to try to stay looking young as, as young should, as possible? Uh, yeah, not specifically you, but anyone. should anybody? I think a more holistic look view of taking care of yourself, which would be you know working out and just like doing all the physical things and some of that will keep you looking mm-hmm. healthy and younger just from like drinking more water and things like that right um so maybe it's about prevention instead of like artificially yes. correcting okay things. one i 100 think that i feel like preventative i'm cool with and i'm not against any of the artificial stuff every i want everybody to feel the best that they want to feel. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of it's like unnecessary and I would question people's motivations for it. It's kind yeah. of going, is this because you feel a societal pressure? You know, whereas men are sitting around not having to put on makeup or do anything and totally. just continue to become more and more handsome as they age as they and their age. wrinkles and their yeah. eye smile lines. and you Yeah. Know. And listen, to be fair, there are so many men I would love to put some green concealer on. Yeah. Like, y'all red. Yeah. Y'all skin is red. <laughs> it's, y'all looking like you spent the day at the beach all the time. <laughs> it is. I feel like I need to record your facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that doesn't have anything to do with aging so much as um, – and that's not even about youthfulness. It's about rosacea. <laughs> I know, but there there are those things where it's like if you if there's an opportunity to look better for yourself or your spouse, uh-huh. then like why not? You know, and if it's combating aging a little bit, it makes right. you feel a little bit better. And for those of us without spouses, boyfriends, <laughs> uh, or is nobody this all inclusive. Sorry, uh, this is I'm all inclusive. I'm yes, totally just it kidding. is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't spend a ton of time on thinking about the motivation thing, but that's because I've done so little in the yeah, way of those things. Yeah. Like I'm very into the skincare and stuff. And a huge part of that for me is like um, it's very ritualistic mm. and like how it feels. I like the ritual of, you know, I don't know. But, but let's the- say let's say it did. Let's say it only felt good and you, it wasn't going to change anything about your skin. I you, wouldn't do it. Exactly. You're right. I wouldn't not do it. I just wouldn't do it with the same care and expense. And finances, yeah. And yeah. all the things that go into it. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. – I would not do it with the same fervor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the joie de vivre yeah. that I would not. Um, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the motivation. I will say uh, the first time I ever got the B word <laughs> was – I was also – I was 28. A lot of things went down. You're 28 for me. <laughs> I was 28. But it was about prevention. I naturally have always had deep lines in my forehead and I was just like, do I want them to get deeper? Yeah. And um, the answer is a hard no. <laughs> so I took care of it and I'm all – I'm so glad that I did. But was the motivation for that to look younger? Absolutely Yes. I was going to say, was. well, because you just said – 
do I want them to get deeper? Well, that's a hard no. Yeah. Why? Because they're unattractive to you? Yes. And they, and it just looks old. Yeah. To me. But do you feel like if you see other people, do you, I'm, I know you're not thinking like, oh my God, why doesn't everybody get Botox? But kind of like, do I notice? Yes. Yeah. Or you're kind of like, why don't you just take care of that? Some I I would never openly say that, but yeah. I have absolutely thought that. Yeah, and I especially have thought it in certain situations. <laughs> like God, I sound like a bitch, but um, I've thought it where like I started doing it young mm-hmm. so that it didn't get worse. Yeah, I've thought that where like people wait too long, and I'm like, oh my God, you should have started years ago. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? No, I, yeah, kind yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is terrible. And now it's not terrible. It kind of is. But it's like, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's just like it's a part of kind of how we've been trained to think. And- you know what it might be? It might be that how you talk to your mom and she said, you know, I'm in my 50s, but I still feel like I'm your age. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. Maybe what we're trying to do sometimes with our skin and our hair and our bodies and all these things is have our outsides match our insides. That's a good point. I think that's what a great if, way you of know putting what I mean? it. Yeah. What if it's more that sometimes that we're like, I still feel so youthful and sprightly, but my outsides are starting to, to not show, reflect that. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a perfect way of putting it because I think that's probably what most people are trying to do is like, well, I don't feel, you know, we all of a sudden look at yourself and you've got all these wrinkles and you're like, but I still feel like right. 20 year old Brittany. Right. You know, with much more wisdom, but it's. But, and I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. You mentioned The Bachelor, which is such a great example. You mentioned that the women, you know, five years ago looked older, which is true, but all of the young women now also are starting to all look the same because mm. they're doing the same types of procedures mm-hmm. and fillers and things and potentially too much where they're starting to all have the same look. Yeah. I'm like, there is no way that one donor – yeah. <laughs> created all of you women. You come no, from different true. families and backgrounds. And there's this thing that's happening. I don't think that's good. It's like – Yeah, I don't like that either. It, it's becoming really, really noticeable. Like you can instantly look at somebody who's young. They're young. You know, yeah. they're 23, 24, 26. You know, the old ones are 27 and going like, oh, why did you do that? Because in a certain way – it makes it them look aid- older mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it makes them start looking like real housewives. Yeah. Wait, so then do you think – do you think men should be getting Botox? Sure. I'm not op- – I mean, I'm not opposed. I just don't think that they have the same pressure to do it. Yeah. Like I don't look at – there's – it's very rare I look at a man and go, why didn't you get that taken care of? Yeah. You know? Because that's what we've been that's trained the, to think. Mm-hmm. And- that's the double standard. Yeah. Do you think men should get Botox? I, I don't – I've do never really thought should? about it. No, I, I don't think anybody needs to get bot- Botox. I think it's it's something I still kind of struggle with. That's why I've only done it a couple times is I'm like, oh, there's part of me that's like, why? But then – and I feel like the one – one of the last times I did it, I felt like I looked different. Mm-hmm. And it probably almost nobody noticed, but I you know your face yeah. better than anybody. And it's just kind of like – Mm, it was like a little too much or I don't know. It just – it, it can do funny things too. I was with a friend the other day and she just got a fresh set. And <laughs> she goes, look at my face. She goes, watch my eyebrow. And she lifts her uh, – both of her eyebrows up and one of them goes like way up over on this side. It's uh, hilarious. <laughs> and it's fine. But it's just really funny. Yeah. She instantly point that, pointed that out and like things can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it, you're putting botulism yeah, in I your know, face. Yeah, I know. In your face. Yep. 
which is why I do not openly talk about this with my boyfriend because he's scared of all the things like that. He's like, see, not know you get booked. No, that's no. why when you ask that question, like, are you okay talking about this? I was like, well, I certainly am with everyone in the world except for him. <laughs> if he only knew. Um, no, he has no idea. Which is the best. Now he may. Is this is this the episode you're starting on, Josh? <laughs> Go back to episode one, please. Start there. Did yeah. we say this was episode 10? Did we say that? I don't know that we did. Oh my goodness, guys. Maybe we did. I don't know that we did. I don't know either, but it is episode 10. It is episode 10. This this, this little podcast is just getting, it's aging. It is right aging. Along. It is. It's like, like a fine wine. Like us. Yeah. yeah. Is this something that Curtis ever expresses to you, your husband? Does he ever express the fear aging? of aging in any which way, whether it's a physical thing or a mortality thing? I think the only thing I've heard him talk about would be like the physical parts of just not being as fast at like sports or something like that. Sure. So like him and um, my brother Daniel have been playing racquetball and it's like he just can't throw his body around the way he used to because he's going to hurt himself. Yeah. I mean, he's only 35, but yeah. it's just – I think it's those things that – you know, I think it's a frustration, but it's also just like part of life that your body doesn't react quite as well as it used to mm-hmm. or heal quite as quickly or, you know, you drink a lot one night and you don't bounce back <laughs> as quickly as you used to. Yeah. Um, but no, he doesn't ever talk about the appearance things. I mean, it's definitely not a common – conversation right i think uh in my experience anyway with men when when it comes to whether you call it aging or not if you call it something else but i think in my experience it typically comes down to like a professional thing yeah like i wanted to do this with my career by a certain age like you we were talking earlier about aging out of opportunity and you know yeah especially in like a talent kind of thing yeah that can come up a lot when you're a creative and you know there's these younger people coming in and Whatever you're doing, you're an actor, you're a writer, you're a musician, all these things. You kind of have this feeling that, oh, I've got to do these things by a certain age, uh, make certain strides by a certain age, or else uh, I become irrelevant. Yeah. And I think that would be probably a bigger fear, a fear shared amongst both genders. Yeah. Or all genders, um, probably equally. Yeah, I think so. But then we like have the added thing on top of like our- Like the physical physical, part of it. the, the, The- Physical attractiveness part of it. Yeah. You know, because the athletic thing totally makes sense. I, girl, I have had tendonitis in my left knee Mm. for over two years now. And like, I take these boot camps and everything with women who just don't have tendonitis in their knees, but they're like 40, 50, we have 60 year olds in our camp. They're killing it. And they're just jumping around and not like they're doing jumping jacks. I'm literally doing like step outs instead. Just because things like that. Yeah. That really makes me feel. Yeah. Some kind of way. Yeah. And I know it's something that can be healed, but when it's not healing and it's like a chronic ongoing thing, it really – You're just like, nope, this is just – Pisses me off. Yeah. Like, I know there was 30. somebody at work that went in – he had some kind of injury similar to that. I think he just turned 40 though. And he was talking to his doctor about how there's like all these little ailments and things that just don't seem to go away. And his doctor was like, well, you're 40, you know? Ugh. This is kind of just – stuff's going to start – happening or things just don't heal as quickly and you're like but what like you just hit a point and I mean that is the sad part of I guess sad part I don't know I do look at it at different ways like I think there's part of me and it's very easy for me to sit here and say because I'm married and have two kids and so I can kind of see the trajectory assuming life continues the way it's going and go like 
with aging comes a lot of cool, fun things to look forward to. But it is sad to say goodbye to things that, you know, thinking about an age of the 20s, of there's things that, like, I just never did or thought I'd do. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. But yeah, I, I mostly don't look back, though, at that kind of thing. I, I remember being, like, in my early 20s and going to clubs, which I didn't do a ton, but going to, like, nightclubs and seeing, like, women and men in probably their early to mid-30s, some maybe in their 40s, and being like, what are they doing here? <laughs> what do they think they're doing here? <laughs> and, wow, rude, first off. <laughs> they're living also, their best life. They Exactly. They yeah. don't give two dams about what, you know – shithead in the corner has to think about them and two dams about that shithead (laughs) two dams about that shithead my florida woman is coming out um but i remember having thoughts like that and then like you know older women when i was 21 shopping at forever 21 guess who still shops at forever 21 me i'm definitely 33 yeah you know and just that perspective switching and it is that thing of just because your body has age doesn't mean your mind has yeah until you hit 45 and then it's all downhill from <laughs> and then there. it starts <laughs> actually aging which is yeah. so upsetting uh you know what too it's not fair that your skin starts aging right when your brain finish finishes developing that's true something about that feels wrong that it's like okay we're done here and we're gonna start deteriorating as what well that means is there's no peak there's no that's peak true. in life you're saying like the physical changes you're talking about that start at 20 you said 25 yeah, they, they say like skin starts showing just, age. That's what I was just about to ask. You uh-huh. say skin specifically. Sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Not just like your whole body. In Which general. means that truly there's like no peak because as soon as your skin starts aging, so you've been whatever, you got older, you're, you know, the most beautiful version of yourself, whatever, and like your skin is perfect and you have all this collagen and elasticity, and then you hit 25 and your brain finishes within that same year-ish too, developing, and then your skin starts aging immediately. So there's never a time (laughs) where you're like hanging out with a full brain and great skin. I think that's – okay, I hear what you're saying, but what I will ask you is I actually think that there are a lot of women – who look much more beautiful in their 30s. And I'm not just saying this as a 30-year-old, but, like, I think you take a picture of them at 25 or 23. Yeah. And then you see them at mid-30s, and I actually think they look way more – like, they just seem like they've come into themselves or whatever the right word is. I think that's totally true. So then I'm like, well, what are we – what is it about – maybe there is a little bit of aging that happens, and we've – I don't – I'm not sure why that is. Yeah. I hear what you mean, but I think what I – specifically pointing out is like the blemishes start showing up in a way that weren't there before. That's the true, wrinkles yeah. and the dark spots yeah. and sun damage. For me, I get acne and, later yeah. in life instead of What never, is up with that, Yeah, man? never struggled with it in high school I at know. all. Adult onset. I I never had a zit on my neck in my life <laughs> until I was 32 and my hormones went whack. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like got scarring and stuff and like become a connoisseur of – concealer (laughs) (laughs) so when like thinking about aging and the fear of it are you what other things are you worried about as you age maybe in terms of being a woman like what about like menopause or are you looking at those when we talk about having a fear of it what's the part that you're afraid of it's definitely more to do with the social implications Mm. than anything else even how I feel about myself like whether you have done something or like been 
gotten to the place you thought you would be at that age or no it's more like so when you know my divorce was happening and things my ex-husband found himself in a relationship with someone else and she was younger than me mm-hmm. and you know she was in her she was like 24 and I was about to be 29 and I something about that messed with me bad mm. really messed with me and it's like not a big gap like now it like doesn't even matter but then it did to me it mattered so much to me and I think now that's like a fear for me that whoever I'm with is always going to look for like the newer hotter Mm. version you know younger version and i think that that's also something that women and society have dealt with forever but then like i actually experienced it and way younger than i ever should have yeah you know i never should have experienced that at 28 years old i think that that's a huge part for me is like history the fear of history repeating itself yeah and me just like the older i get the further i am away from being my youthful younger self Mm. And attraction or whatever, the affection that I would get from my partner. And this is not something I'm experiencing in this relationship I'm in at all. But it's just the fear of it. Yeah. It feels like our worth is diminishing as we get older. That's how I both feel. Both like physically. And, yeah. And yeah. not overall worth because I but, – No. But, but uh, like the attractiveness yes, factor. Yes, the attraction more, yeah. factor mm-hmm. is exactly – that's my like, biggest oh, you fear. Just, Counting down the years uh, on, a, on a board or whatever. Like, yeah, like ticking it off. none left, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until like you've lost your relevancy in your relationship and they're looking for the new hotter version. Have you have you ever seen Dazed and Confused? Yes. Okay. Yes. There, well, it's like that line, the famous line Matthew McConaughey ha- has like, you know what I love about these high school girls? <laughs> I keep getting older. They stay the same age. <laughs> And gross. it's gross, disgusting, <laughs> um, but classic yeah. and hilarious. And but that is the thing, though, for for me, that's I sh- I'm struggling more with that than anything about like, you know, hopefully menopause 15 years away at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know like what the norm yeah. is for that anymore. But yeah. um, no, it's still it's still a long ways away. More just thinking about I would I'd assume that that's one more chapter of sort of going okay, that, that's a big chapter of your life of like sort of the childbearing years. Right. That is now over and now you're moving into sort of the, I guess, middle age to, I don't know what the right word, because middle, well, middle age would be, I don't know what age that technically would be. Like any, like these days, it, you know, the life expectancy is so much higher now than it was even 100 years ago. Yeah. You know, my grandmother's 90. One of them's 95. The other one's 91. They're still kicking it. Like, that's wow. awesome. 95. 95. Marguerite. She's kicking it in Vidalia, Georgia. <laughs> but um, the that's an interesting thing, though, too, that so menopause, you know, it's when your body stops being able to fertilize eggs and yeah. carry children not uh, technically i guess you could still carry children because you hear about like grandmas who yeah yeah the, yeah so it's not about sure. the caring so much as it is creating yeah but um, their hormones change all that all yeah. of that and i i think that there might be something to that though obviously this is so far out for us so we can't speak to this too much but i think that there might be a feeling of your worth yeah being stripped in some way too because part of as a woman is we're always capable of creating babies yeah and carrying babies and all these things and you hit a certain age it's like oh my body can't do that thing that 
you know, on some level was created to do anymore. Yeah. And I think that that obviously could really mess with somebody, not to mention all the hormones, things that are – Yeah. Hormonal things that are happening. Yeah. I think think I'll have a hard time when we reach the age, which we're still a ways away from, where people start using phrases like – you did so good for a fill in the blank like sixty year old. Like even when you when you just said in the camp, like yeah. we've got sixty year olds in the camp and they're kicking butt. And it's like yeah. when that becomes like an accepted thing, where oh you're now older, you're right. part of and that. also a point of interest. Felt like oh it's so amazing that you're capable of X Y Z at this age. Yeah, I think that part is probably one of more of a fear for me. Is like I just have this sort of can do like. Oh, don't tell me I can't do that. I will do it. Yeah. And then realizing there's going to probably hit a point where that's just going to be the case where you right. just can't do certain things anymore. Right. Your question, though, I think the my big answer, I think, for the question of why aren't we so afraid yeah. of getting older and of aging more so than getting older because they're not the no, exact they're not same exact thing, same, similar, you know? but yeah. I really think it boils down to that feeling of worth. Yeah. That am I still relevant? Am I still attractive? Am I still worthy of affection and attention and like all these different things? I think for me at least, that's what it boils down to. It really is a a self-worth issue. Yeah. I I know. I think I agree with you. I think the worth, that makes sense. Because I think when you really look at any of what we've talked about so far, it it really, that is like the essence of it is with like you know what we look like on our, just on our faces like at the end of the day it's, we're kind of wondering well are we still beautiful or are we still worth mm-hmm. do are, are we worth something to somebody outside of us and mm-hmm. i know it should just be about what we think and of ourselves but it, but it can there's never a be. scale i mean there the world has set a scale and we want to know where we fall on that scale and oh that's so true yeah that's it's like are so you true. leaning more on the side of like can still be the, you know, I think about it even with the kids. I'm like, I want to be like the cool mom that's like still cute and attractive. And then it's like, well, at some point I'm going to be like the old wrinkly mom. <laughs> and that's just going to be life. But not you. That's what that botulism is yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. And then again, I think that that might be moderately unique to women. I, again, I think a lot of the men that I know, the aging thing is – the stress is more about career, yeah, and their career professional for sure. stature, yeah, and these kinds of things. I think it. it anytime I've heard Curtis talk about that, it's usually like, "Oh, by this age, I thought X would happen or Y would happen, or right. you know, I didn't know we'd be paying off school loans still, mm-hmm. or just stuff that has more to do with finances or some like kind of providing career, yeah. career yeah. that kind of thing. Totally, mm-hmm. and like status." symbols and things like that mm-hmm. I think too and even I mean I get that I'm like I you know in LA you don't really expect to ever buy a home most of us don't expect to but it's still something you grew up thinking like I'll be an adult one day and have a mortgage and all these things and it's like not for the foreseeable future yeah you know like not I maybe when I'm in my 50s in LA yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like can't imagine it being I don't know you don't know yeah. how things are gonna go but um I think that plays into it too. And maybe that's why like this is such a Peter Pan town is like we never get to a place where you hit those status symbols that mm -hmm. matter like back where we're from, where we grew up. Um, Nobody's hitting them. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are, but you know what I'm saying? As a whole, there's no expectation that like you're going to have this fancy car or this fancy house or like the boat and the. Yeah. All all the extra things. Exactly. Yeah. 
which that's nice. That kind of takes some pressure off. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's what I love about this town is that you just perpetually get to feel however yeah. you want to feel, but that it's like yeah, we Peter just Pan the- town is a good. That's a good. It way to is. We're it. in this is Neverland. It's, yeah, you know, but LA is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Something you said earlier about um, the language surrounding mm. how people talk about us. You know, like the sentence. Um, she looks so good for her age. Yeah. Isn't that the worst? Yeah, that is – I think that's terrible. I don't want to ever hear that. That I don't ever want to hear that. No. I. But at the same token, by the same token, I do not mind when somebody finds out my age and they're surprised. I know. Which I, I feel like, like that. Is, I know. But then I don't want it to be followed up with, wow, you look really good for your age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, You're like, no, it. just you look good. <laughs> End of sentence. sentence. Yes, exactly. Full stop. Yeah, full, full stop. <laughs> Do you know that that's what you call a period in South Africa? I that is a thing. It yes. is. It's well, called a full stop. Yeah. Well, it always. I think that started with um, telegrams, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, because they would say that like when they were calling in a telegram, Didn't the full, full stop, stop thing. But mm-hmm. they, it's. I think it's interesting that it carried over into just regular grammar for yeah, you guys. Yeah. I think something that would be helpful with the fear of aging in our culture would be if we brought back like respect of your elders. Yeah. In a more a substantial point. way. In a more substantial way. So in a lot of Asian cultures, um, it's so like the older you get, the more revered you are. Yeah. You know, and the more um clout you have and like the more meaningful the things you say are and all these sorts of things. And I don't think I think we kind of flippantly think that way. Yeah. Like, oh, they're wise, they're older, or whatever. But I don't think we have the same reverence for No, I agree. I feel like that's a I'm not I'm not gonna say just American thing, but I but from my experience, so from growing up in South Africa mm-hmm. and then being in America, yeah, it's and and then obviously within America there's like a million different cultures, but just sort of generally right. speaking it's very different here right. than how it is in South Africa. Because yeah. it's just like Number one, anybody who's older than you in general is given way more respect. And some might argue that, like, it should be earned or whatever. But, um, yeah, the elders, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a huge thing. In, and Native American culture yeah. it is huge, too. And I think we really, like, idolize the young. We do. In our country. And yeah. so and you're never going back. No. We're only going one way. Yeah. So why, are, why do we continue to idolize in – want to be something that none of us ever get to be again yeah and I but it always it all seems to do with looks though because I mean I don't want to be in my early 20s again in terms of like career Mm -mm. or like not understanding who I was um you know and there's things that like I think I'd like to accomplish in my career whatever whatever the career is that I'm in um and I think like, oh, I'm going to need to be a little bit older for anybody to ever consider me for that position because it's just the assumption is that you're going to have hit a certain age. Not oh, Nobody's going to say that specifically, but it's like, you know, I think about, oh, maybe one day I could be like an executive producer mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's like, well, sure, it'd be really cool if you were young and whatever. But I think the other half of the people would think, oh, you don't have enough experience. So right. So there's part of it that, you know, I'm not afraid of because I think there's so much to look forward to still. Um, and maybe that's the – like, I don't look back a lot and think like, oh, my gosh, I I miss stuff. I really – I mostly yeah. don't. I just get excited. Even with the kids, it's like I'm excited. It's sad to see them not be so little anymore, but I'm, like, even more excited for – 
maybe it sounds weird, but it's like even the preteen or like the teenage Nadia, I'm like, I'm just excited to continue to grow these relationships. And that's just part of aging is, you know, a, a new stage of life. And that comes with wrinkles and probably weight gain if I don't get it under control. (laughs) (laughs) For everyone. Yeah, just like fighting the inevitable a little bit. I think it's an important thing to stay aware of. Like you were saying earlier, I think that staying aware of your motivations Mm. as you do things to preserve your youth and all these sorts of things, I think it does matter the why Yeah, and not allowing at least myself to go too far with it. Yeah. You know, there's – well, and also like spending the kind of money we spend on it. I mean, right. if you think about like if you take that money and you go invest it or pay off debt or right. save towards a house, like is that worth spending the money on to maybe look slightly younger than you may have already looked? Totally. You know? That I is don't such know. a good point. I think I'm going to invest in Botox because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can you? Is that a public company? I don't know. I don't know. But that would be smart. I'm going to invest in anti-aging, <laughs> something we seem to not be able to get over. But um, on that note, I think for men with your careers and professional aspirations and providing and all these sorts of things too is, you know, obviously those things, you know, they matter, but I think we have to let them off the hook a little bit too. There's no right age to yeah. get things done as long as you're doing your best. Yeah. And just be grateful, <laughs> men, that you don't have to deal with the stuff we have to deal right? with. And be good to your woman. If I you're, know, you know. And with I feel a like I, I'm. I would assume. I shouldn't assume, but I would assume if I'm a guy, it probably feels like a choice. Like I think I, Curtis and I have talked about this a few times, where he's kind of like, you don't have to do this, or like you look beautiful without makeup, and that's great. It's very nice to hear, mm-hmm. but that is also just part of the expectation and. I don't know. And and by that same token, if you – I just said that again. Why do I keep saying by that same token? <laughs> it's annoying. Um, if we never, like, put ourselves together and everything too, they would notice yeah. over time and they would care. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other night I had to go to a grand opening of this place the other night and I, like, really put myself together I haven't seen you like this in forever, like You're so like, long. Start over. Yeah. Let's not say those things. <laughs> Which I wasn't offended at all. I was no, like, I, I, know. I, I was feeling funny. myself too. I was like, I do look, I look great that yeah. night. I look good <laughs> and I felt good and all these things. But um, if I, and he's the first to say the same thing. You don't have to wear makeup. Don't do your hair. Yeah. And there's something beautiful about just like your natural self. But when you do put yourself together in that way, they do take notice as well. Yeah. So they're talking out of both sides of their mouth a little bit. <laughs> Is all I have to you say. You just have to strategize. So do a little bit of that. Just don't wear makeup for a while. Then wear it. Then wear it. And just yeah. Don't wear makeup for a while. And let's always keep them on their toes. Yes. <laughs> keep them on their toes. Eight. What I always say, Brittany, is age ain't nothing but a number and a skin condition. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what I posted on my birthday last year. Yeah. Um, and it's true. It's it good. is a skin condition. But otherwise. Cheers. Skin diagnosis. Yeah. Eat some brain food, guys. Let's keep our brains young. Yeah. Yeah, because that is my biggest fear. Yeah. Wanna stay stay feeling young. Looking young's great, but feeling young and functioning as young as possible in right. my brain. Right. I'm with you, yeah. sister. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for the moment on that. Yes. But it's not it in general. No. Let us know 
What do you think? Why do you think we're so afraid of aging? What is it for you that sticks out the most, men and women? We would love to hear your perspectives, as always. Yeah. And there were lots of topics tonight that I feel like we're going to add to our list as we were like, oh, we should talk about this. And oh, we should talk Absolutely. about that. So. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I would love to get into this week's top three, Brittany. Give it to and me. And let me tell you, they are real good. Okay. All right. So first off. There is a TikTok video that has gone viral, as mm-hmm. every single TikTok seems to do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it has come to the public's attention that Starbucks drive throughs have cameras on them. So when you're sitting there deciding to order and ordering and all that stuff, the barista inside the Starbucks is watching you. That's terrifying. I mean, not terrifying. It's weird. It's, it's, it's good to know. <laughs> I think it's it is good to know. Yeah. It's useful because I cannot tell you the amount of times I have chewed people out in the car for taking too long to tell me their order. <laughs> and I'm like, now that I know that you not only could have heard that but saw it and like saw the crazy in my eyes. Um, but I do 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 you feel like they should be required to disclose that? I feel like it had. I don't see how they couldn't be disclosing it. There's got to be some kind of like sticker somewhere that says. Yeah being monitored or well, something. Well, I will say, I do think there's a thing that says under surveillance, but oh. that makes me think that you're doing something for my safety, which I guess you could argue this is for your safety, but safety, but also feels a little bit more just like peeping Thomas. Yeah, like Big Brother. Yeah, I don't It know. just feels invasive. Yeah. And all of these drive-thrus, if they're doing this, need to reveal themselves. Yes. <laughs> That's how I feel. And now I want to see all the pl- people who are like pissed and they're just like giving them the finger or something because they're yeah. mad. Yeah. And now there's evidence. I don't know. It just seems a little intrusive. I, I'd like to see more justification for why they need to do it. Yes. What is the why? What's the why? As Simon Sinek always says, start with the why. Yeah. So that's number one. I just thought it was interesting. I don't know what y'all think, but let us know. Number two, because we're on a fast food kick with this one. <laughs> I discovered today, while I was with you mm-hmm. in Malibu. Yep. That the paper straw epidemic has made its way to Southern California <laughs> at McDonald's of all places. <laughs> McDonald's is one of the most wasteful conglomerates. Is it a conglomerate? No. I it just know. feels like the right word. Might as well say it yeah, is. We're going to go with it because yeah. it's absolutely it's not. A, it, it feels accurate. It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it is so wasteful. It does so many things that are terrible except the food is great. Yeah. And – why? I don't. I, I don't oh, know. My face is hurting even thinking like your, about your it. Your reaction right now. today in the car when you when you unwrap <laughs> the straw, the when you unwrap the paper to reveal more paper <laughs> beneath, <laughs> you're just like, what the? <laughs> I was so upset. Yeah. If, like, I don't know where to begin. I don't know who they think they are. They're not like – this isn't like Panera Bread or something where I can understand. Like you're a little fancier. You got this a little is like a, – This has got to be a California thing. It has they? to be. Yeah. If you, if a McDonald's near you has paper straws, let us know. Because I've been to other McDonald's in LA and I haven't been to a, a McDonald's in Malibu until today. No, I, I wonder if it's like a location thing. It might be. Also, if you um, – don't know by this point in the conversation, but paper straws are just everywhere here. Oh, they are everywhere. And they're and disgusting. We, yes, we hate them. Despise. Just like at this point, I, like, what's the point of giving me a straw? It's going to just unravel and like, oh, just the feeling in your mouth. Like, Ooh, no. My, like, even just- talking to you right now, I've got to wrap it up soon because my face hurts so <laughs> bad. And, and you know, we've been to the moon. <laughs> 
man has been to outer space. Yeah. And yeah. we can't come up with something better than a paper straw. And the thing about it is we have come up with things that are better than paper straws. And there are disposable options and biodegradable options that aren't paper. Who wants toilet paper in their mouth? No, I don't. It's so bad. It's so It's so bad. It's so upsetting. McDonald's, I expect less from you. It's just that that fountain drink feeling that you were hoping to have, it's just ruined. It's ruined by the paper straw. Completely ruined. Oh, my God. I'm so angry. (laughs) I'm so angry. It's such a first world problem. It is absolutely. But also, it's a first world problem to even be able to spend this much time caring about sea turtles. That's true like we still have plastic cups and plastic lids yeah but we can't have the straws that is true it's idiotic i need to i need to know more about the statistics of this and why yeah yeah like the kids toys still come in um plastic Plastic. you know i guess they're arguing that like that doesn't like get stuck in their nose and stuff like that or something anyway the point is it's an abomination (laughs) it's not okay and i expect much 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 less from mcdonald's don't try to be fancy (laughs) number three yes and this is so exciting there's gonna be a friends reunion (laughs) so excited the world is ready i I was not convinced that it was actually gonna happen i was hoping yeah that I was not convinced. Well, I read something about it. I don't know if this is true or if it's been updated. It is a special. Yes. Um, that's going to go alongside the release of all of the episodes or whatever on HBO Max. But um, it is something I read said it's unscripted. And I don't know what they would mean by that. Maybe I, they're like letting them just riff or something yeah. and be live. Maybe it oh, could maybe. be something like it might be like a more live special where they just kind of outline it. Or something like that. I don't know. Which, an interesting thing, I'm trying to remember what network. This just reminded me. Um, it might be ABC or someone. They are in their spring lineup, I believe, having a weekly live episode with all of their different shows. Like not oh, even just I one saw, show, multiple. I saw, an, I saw an ad for this somewhere where they yeah. were doing that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So maybe it's something like that. Who knows? The point is the gang is getting back together. So excited. It is really exciting. But is this, is this supposed to be like a they're getting back together as real life people or are they actually doing like a... Well, that's what I'm wondering now when they say special and they said unscripted. I'm like, is, is it like Like an interview them? or Or like- is it... Ross and Rachel and that's, every, yeah, that's you know, what I mean. totally. I'm not entirely sure. I think everybody would be really disappointed if it wasn't scripted, though, with like them, yeah, being them act, act, acting, acting, yeah, yeah. Um, Friends also left Netflix, right? Yes, that's upsetting. I know. Josh and I that's had like I, just started watching it through. I was just that's what I was just going to ask. Is I'm guessing so HBO Max is going to carry all of them. That's my understanding. Okay, I could be wrong, but that's yeah. my understanding is they're going to carry all the episodes, and the special is like part of the release of that okay um but anyway coming to an hbo near you in may 2020 i'm really excited oh may yeah so soon oh i didn't know it was that soon so soon yeah that is a hot take um and that's this week's top three. Woohoo. Just some. That was great. Thanks, Britt. Thank you. (laughs) i appreciate that i worked really hard on this for my birthday yeah it was awesome (laughs) Oh, I love talking to you. You too. Me too. I love talking to you. <laughs> As well. As well. Me too. Guess what I'm doing next weekend. What are you doing Ready next for weekend? This? I'm going to Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So do you get to see Oprah? Yes. <gasps> We're going to be in the, not Staples Center, the other one, the Forum. That's amazing. Huge, but yeah, it's going to be amazing. J-Lo is speaking. And Julianne oh. Huff is leading a workout. 
I'm so jealous. Or like a movement thing. I love thing. I all of these people. Out. Yeah. I am so excited. Really so we'll cool. definitely have to talk about that. I expect to come back just like a new woman. Are you going for work just as like an inspiration for totally. all of you? That's okay. a, yeah. So it's just me and Lacey going together, my boss, and um, we're both just Oprah fanatics, which who oh, isn't? Yeah. I came up. I don't even want to say this out loud, but I'm just going to say it. I decided I want to get a t-shirt that says um, – like, I don't know. Probably a few different things, but like Oprah believes in me. Yeah. Or like Op- Oprah believes you can. Yeah. Do it for Oprah. Do it for Oprah. Like yeah. I want a shirt that just says do it for Oprah. Yeah. Um, I just love her so much. I just think she really is an absolute treasure. She's an icon. She's, she's just an absolute yeah. icon and she's yeah. so good at what she does. Her podcast is phenomenal. Yeah. Anytime oh, so I'm good. just needing to think. Yes. Use my heart and my brain a little bit. I dive into some Oprah. So, yeah, so good. Well, I'm, I'm excited, excited for that. you. Thanks. Amazing. We'll have to chat about it. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. What do you got going on coming up? Uh, I got a whole lot of downtime from work, but um, I'm going to use it wisely and also not wisely, so I'm excited. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I guess a little brief thing is because we work in TV, we have seasonal sort of jobs but the show I'm on and it's mostly year round but there's a little bit of downtime till we start up the new season so I'm gonna use that time to enjoy myself mostly and work on some career stuff and side projects perfect balance 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 is key hit the hit up the beach a couple times probably so i'm excited oh it's so nice yeah you should take your computer down there some too and just like work down there that's a great idea i'll I'll send you a few places i know that you should go i never thought about that yeah great idea totally girl make it happen well Well, i guess i'll talk to you soon yeah this has been fun and we will see you guys next week Bye bye bye